0: So while we love exploring varied views and get a buzz from a healthy debate, by no means is this a one-sided forum for any one political view. So please listen up and enjoy The Politics of Everything. Marketing is the cornerstone of any business or brand's visibility. And once upon a time, marketing was all about printed newsletters, physical events, and even direct mail. Digitization has changed that dramatically over the past 20 years. Today's guest, Shannon Stone, is a business and marketing consultant who specialises in digital marketing. Shannon looks at businesses uniquely to develop a plan to reach their audiences in a way most would not. She's all about the bigger picture as much as the finer details. She works one on one with brands and businesses, and she's a support system that uses her expertise in marketing to grow businesses. Today I'm delighted to be chatting to Shannon about the politics of marketing. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, Thank you, Amber. Thank you so much for having me and I'm really excited to have this conversation with you all about marketing.
0: Exactly. Yes, we always love to have experts on and you're certainly one of those. So going back to when you were a little girl, growing up, did you have a dream of what you wanted to be when you grew up? Like did you want to be a dancer or an astronaut or was there anything in you that had a sense of where your career might lead when you got older?
1: I, I feel like I didn't like when I think back to when I was a kid about, you know, some of the like as you go through schooling, they're always asking, you, you know, what do you want to be? And I could tell you now I probably had at least five different things, including a teacher that when I did progress to high school, I wanted to do fashion. I even looked into property development. So I feel like I never really had one specific thing I was interested in. It just kind of progressed as I kind of grew up. It was probably in my early adult life is when I really decided that I do want to go into marketing. I think the common thing when I do look back is I did always think I wanted to do something to do with business. I feel like I've always kind of had that little bit of a business mind. And so that's probably the one commonality that I can really relate back to all over the years.
0: It's always about connecting those dots backwards, I think. And how did you actually get started in marketing? And did you sort of make it a profession or was it something that you fell into through a series of perhaps jobs that you had? I mean, how did you really fine tune that expertise?
1: Yeah, I think, well, for me, once I decided that I want to do business and marketing, I, I didn't fall into it at all. I feel like I was very specific about this is what I was going to do. And so I first enrolled in a TAFE course um, doing a double diploma. And I guess that was a bit of a test run to see, is this what I actually want to do? And of course it was. So I, I went on, I went to uni, um, did extremely well, and then into an internship in marketing and then into some really good marketing roles. So for me, it wasn't something that I, I fell into. I think, um, I think I was just very focused at this is what I want to do and I do really enjoy it. And thankfully for me that I, I did have those opportunities at each step of the way kind of open up when I needed them to. So, yeah, that's kind of been my experience about getting into marketing.
0: And how do you define marketing in its simplest form and how would you di- differentiate that for the audience in terms of, say, from advertising or public relations, which, which is my background? Are they all part of the same family or skill set or do you see marketing as distinctly different and if so, how?
1: Yeah, so I see marketing as the overarching, I guess, umbrella, you could call it. So I look at marketing as being, in one simple term, a method of communicating a message or a brand or a product. So really, that's what I see marketing as in comparison to, say, advertising or PR. Advertising and PR, I see them as individual segments. So advertising in particular is that paid, that really specific action where say you're running an ad on Facebook or you're running an ad in a magazine or in TV whereas PR is about building relationships and getting that earned media but it is very focused on that you know one campaign or that one segment where i look at marketing as being a combination of many things it's about the people it's about what you're trying to communicate it's encompassing a whole lot of different things
0: right and digital marketing is something that you specialize in and i remember I- i'm likely to be a bit older than you, that digital marketing didn't really exist like 20 years ago when I started my career. How much of the strategy work that you do for your various clients is fo- focused on things like Facebook ads or online sort of marketing tools? Would you say it's the majority of what they want now and they just ignore the other bits of marketing? What, what would you say the mix would be?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, it is very unique depending on the brand or the business. There is definitely a huge emphasis on digital. I haven't come across any of my clients or very many businesses that I would see that wouldn't benefit from digital marketing. Um, there's definitely, it is unique to each one, but there is a focus on Facebook, um, content marketing, online blogs, um, influencer marketing is something that's really beneficial at the moment for specifically product based businesses. Um, so in the digital landscape, there's plenty of different things that's available to businesses. So it's it's a huge, huge outlet. So it's definitely one that can't be ignored.
0: So just touching on influencer marketing, that's something that certainly didn't exist a number of years ago. How would you explain why that's become such a big part of digital marketing and what exactly it involves?
1: Yeah, so you're right, influencer marketing, I guess the term itself didn't exist several years ago but if we kind of pull back it's kind of falling off on the back of say sponsor- sponsorship marketing where you have say a celebrity or a public figure endorse a product and when we apply it to the digital landscape specifically say instagram um there's been a lot of people on there who have created their own presence and their own niche and they they've created this really strong following um say around a specific topic, whether it's nutrition or fashion or travel, and then they they built this highly engaged audience that people really trust their opinion. And so to turn it into influencer marketing, it's about building these really authentic relationships with these influencers between the brand so that they can authentically uh, recommend whatever it is to their um to their engaged audience.
0: And the influencers are clearly being paid. I mean, there's obviously an income stream for them as well, I imagine.
1: Yeah, so it it does vary between the influencers. So some are paid, some are reimbursed um, between product and services. It's very case by case, depending on the brand, depending on the influencer as well. Um, Currently at the moment, there is, a, I guess, a bit of a debate and a bit of a movement happening around influencers where, they they need to be really transparent and say that they are promoting a product and that either they are getting paid or they were given the products. Um, but that really kind of falls on the influencer where they do need to have that open and honest communication with their audience to say, these are either my own opinions or I am being paid for this. And do you think because audiences are so savvy now that if they know
0: it's being sort of sponsored posts, if you like, um, from the influencer's point of view, they're less likely to want to wanna buy the product? I mean, do you think there needs to be that kind of editorial advertising divide where our discerning ability, like I know when I see an ad, for example, in you know Vogue or something like that, I know I'm being advertised to. And if there's editorial, it has to say featured content or special content or something like that. I guess audiences are really savvy. I'm curious to know how important you think for for the post to be, you know, a mixture of that paid stuff and the real stuff. Mm,
1: Yeah, definitely. So I definitely agree. Audiences are really savvy. Um, People can clearly tell, you know, if something is, um, if they're being sold to or if it's inauthentic. So with influencers, they have grown or they continuously grow these audiences and it's just, you know, say, if you bring it back to having a friend on Facebook, you can um, tell if they're being authentic or real. Is it the highlight reel or is it, are they really showing you their real day to day? So audience can definitely cut through it and tell whether it's an ad or not. Um, with influencers though, when they do deliver, say paid content, they are paid to promote something. It is in a more authentic way versus if it was an ad running on Facebook, for example. Um, So, I would say there's definitely preference to doing influencer marketing over um, something that is purely just advertising where you do run an ad in a magazine or online somewhere.
0: Absolutely. That's a great way to sum it up. And the power of digital marketing is obviously very important. We've just sort of touched on why. How do you work with people who have a smaller budget? Like, is is bigger better or can you do some fantastic stuff with smaller budgets and really get that cut through? You
1: can definitely do just as much with smaller budgets there is of course limitations in when you do start to run paid advertising and things but there's so much potential when it comes to digital marketing whether you have a small budget or a zero budget Um, i find that there's so many outlets where you know you can you can put up a simple low-cost website you can create your own blog for free um, you can run youtube videos you can create your own social media there's so much potential there that anyone with either a small budget or a zero budget, as long as they're in the right place where their audience is, as long as they're chasing where their audience is, then there's plenty for them to do on, online with a, a small or a zero marketing budget.
0: So let's change tack a little bit. Um, you also started the Creative Content Studio a few years ago. What is that about? And tell us a little bit about what that's what that's all about yeah, for
1: you. So. I first started, or I went out on my own after working in marketing roles. Um, it's about two and a half years ago now. Um, so what I first, I wanted to work for myself because um, I am a mum. my daughter's in school, and I just wanted that, you know, that real balance. And I wasn't getting that from the full-time roles that I was working in. So that was the main thing for me, wanting to go out onto my own. And what I decided was I'll use the skills that I already have in marketing and specifically in social and digital marketing. So that's why I created the Creative Content Studio. Um, But for me personally, it has evolved over the years. So in the beginning, it was, I guess people would call it done for you marketing, where I would create content on behalf of people um, and help them with their strategies and things. Um, And today it still looks like that to some degree, because I do have all those existing clients from the beginning. Um, But I personally have found that I'm more of a communicator and so I've merged into the role of being a marketing consultant. So today what that looks like is I work directly with the business and advise them strategically what they should be doing um, and kind of stand back from the implementation side.
0: And do you have people in your team? Do you work with people in the gig economy? How have you sort of grown the business? Um, Obviously, it's yours, but you must have had to get some support services in as you've grown and you've got more and more clients.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when I did, um, I went on a bit of a personal development journey when I was, um, I I guess, anyone who starts a business really, it's the start of a really intense personal development journey. And for me, it really was. So once I got clear on that, I wanted to make this transition into consulting, I um, I hired a full-time virtual assistant who can assist me with the existing clients we already had. Um, and then above the, between me and the virtual assistant, we um, have everything pretty much handled when there are certain aspects that uh, we require another specialist or say we have overflow tasks, um, then I have a really good circle of um, local people who I outsource to, whether they're copywriters or um, website developers or graphic designers, because um, at the end of the day, I still want to maintain that high quality service to all my clients. So I, I do, I do hold a, a good circle of people in my mix who I can call on and um, help deliver that really high quality service to our clients. How do end.
0: you market your own business? Because it's what you do. So how how do you go about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So for me, it has always been about um, networking and referrals. So for me up until now and probably for the next five to 10 years, it'll still much be about that, um, that dynamic. So getting to know people, um, networking events and also online, I do a lot of networking online and just by the nature of my work, people enjoying and loving what I do and then the referrals also That's come a great, in that way. That's a great
0: way to sort of back up what most of us know but you know when you're working in marketing, it's like for me when I've worked in, had a public relations consultancy in the past, people are like, oh do you PR yourself? And sometimes I'd for- forget about it actually, I'd always be so busy on the tools for the clients that I'd think, oh I actually should be out there make- being an expert commentator in my industry and you know putting that spotlight back on yourself but it doesn't always come naturally when you're doing it day in and day out for other people people
1: yeah yeah definitely I remember early on I said to someone in my networking group that I've come to the realization that I actually need to make myself my own client and treat my own marketing as if um, you know as if I would my own other clients and so I sometimes it is a bit of a struggle to when it when it's all about yourself there's kind of like that you know what should I be doing here because you know you're just in it day in day out um, but I do try and make that priority where I do commit to, you know, creating my content, um, making sure I'm connecting with people and really making sure that I'm continuously, you know, having absolutely. that absolutely
0: So give us some tips. What's some of the big mistakes that a lot of people make across whatever client or whatever industry you work with when it comes to marketing in 2018? Are there certain things which people tend to get wrong if they haven't worked with you or been educated in, in what marketing does and how it can work for them?
1: Yeah, I I find there's one main uh, mistake that people do make and that is they don't follow through and they're not, um, basically it's that they don't follow through with, you know, the strategy or the idea that they've come up with or that someone's, you know, helped them craft. And so, you know, new, say social media, for example, new platforms or, changes to the Facebook dynamic come along and just, I guess, light bulbs kind of fly off, but things should not change. It's still about the messaging. It's still about reaching your customer and making sure that you're in front of them in the right platform. So um, ultimately, I think it's just following through with the strategy that you have in mind and keeping really consistent. Absolutely.
0: I think that sort of holds true for a lot of other things and activities, that like even in public relations, because that's what I know. I know I used to say to people, this is kind of a marathon, not a sprint. You can't just sort of dip yeah. in and out of it and expect that consistency of results. You know, when people get some runs on the board and they feel really great and their sales funnel's full, they kind of go, oh, we don't need to do this anymore. But it's actually the opposite. They've got to keep that up. Otherwise in the noise sometimes you get lost and your competitors then end up getting all the attention mm, is what i yeah, found yeah 100% so i have two questions to wrap up with i ask all my guests who would be your number one mentor inspiration in your life and they don't have to be well known they could be someone in your family or your or your friends and what have they taught you about life and success
1: yeah, i i do i do take a lot of inspiration i'm very much into personal development so i do I'll give you two answers. <laughs> I do look at two of the big ones, um, such as Tony Robbins and Marie Forleo. They're two big ones that I do take a lot of inspiration from. Um, but really in my day to day, the number one person that I do take inspiration from is of course my daughter. And the main lesson that I find, and I find it just carries through to every part of my personal and business life is that life happens so quickly. And that we just need to keep embracing everything and keep the ball rolling. You know, the world's not going to stop for us, um, that we just have to keep up the momentum and keep on going. So um, I think I find that's really good for me to have my daughter with me every single day. That's a constant reminder of, you know, what I need to be doing and why I'm doing it as well. So yeah, she's definitely that's my number gorgeous. one.
0: gorgeous. Finally, what are your top three tips for anybody wanting to win in the politics of marketing? If they had to do something today or get started, what would be the top three things you Mm. would recommend?
1: Um, I would say the number one is um, falling back on what we were talking about before is decide what you're doing and stick with it and be really consistent with it. So as as you're doing everything, once you've got a strategy up and running, review. um, If it isn't working, review it and then adapt rather than start adapting and then review. So make sure you're reviewing your work before you start making changes. Um, The second one is if you don't know what you're doing, then find someone who does or start educating yourself or finding the right people or resources to help get you or your business on track and onto the right path. And then the third one is to definitely make your business unique. And the easiest way to do that, I find, is to add your personal personality into your brand because there's nothing more unique and nothing that people can relate to or there's nothing more authentic than you sharing um, more of yourself. And what might that look
0: like? Is that sort of using more imagery or personal stories? What would be a little example of of that personality piece?
1: Yeah, so I would say for the most part, it is sharing personal stories. Um, And then secondly, of course, it's adding images and videos and not being you know don't be really scripted and don't worry about you know Facebook live is probably the most beautiful thing to come across Facebook because it's so real it's so raw you can't script it you can script it if you want to sit there and read off a piece of paper but you know background noise is running by it's just you and your everyday, and you can't you really can't hide from that. So that's probably the number one way to be authentic. Well, that's been
0: terrific advice. If you do want to connect further with Shannon, there will be some details on our show notes. You've been listening to The Politics of Everything. Until next time, keep well. Thanks for listening today. If you've enjoyed The Politics of Everything, we thrive on feedback. So please add a short review and share the podcast with your network and your friends and family. I'm also always on the hunt for fabulous new guests. So if you've got a view to share and an idea how to get our listeners excited, please email me at amber at bespokecoms, that's dot and we'll be sure to get back to you. Until next time.